At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a good Tuesday morning. No, it's a Wednesday morning. I can't even keep track anymore. Good Wednesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Another fine one today, Michael Lombardi. Talk NFL with us before the Lombardi line a little later on the show. A whole bunch of questions for him. Jason Weingard from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. Talk about these uh, baseball salaries that have gone out. What he thinks the most impactful moves are vis-a-vis the betting lines there in Major League Baseball as uh, we brace for a work stoppage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one sport that can't afford it on the cusp of perhaps doing it again. Well, they will, at least initially. We'll see how long it lasts. Dan Bespris on the NBA. Steph took the night off last night. Warriors Suns, we'll talk about that, what he thinks about the ball games tonight. And uh, we'll talk Survivor. We have to talk. We haven't uh, updated Circus Survivor after the Monday night game. 28 entries left out of 4,080. $6 million pot. Did a little deep dive. Always fun to talk about, even if we're not involved. Get our juices flowing for next year anyway. And strategies are always interesting. Uh, But first, our pleasure, or my pleasure to have on the show, as we do every once in a while. Uh, He comes from the the Aaron Schatz Football Outsiders camp back in the day. Of course, has done his own thing at ESPN for so long and is the creator of the SP Plus Analytic in College Football. It's our friend Bill Connolly. How you doing, Bill? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. Let, Let me just say this. So great to have you here for Championship Week. We'll get into that here momentarily. But Rivalry Week just gone by. You have written about this. This was your favorite one of all time? I mean, I never 
you know, recency bias and whatnot. I remember 2013 with the kick six. That was all, you know, that whole weekend was great. They're all rivalry week is off uh, is often really, really fun, but it's really hard to top just the way the, the, the two days played out from uh, Iowa, Nebraska on through the evening where you had NC state, North Carolina through Michigan, Ohio state on through Bedlam. It was just a perfect, uh, you know, just two days of football, and, and it's going to be hard to beat that. It was unbelievable. You did your top 20 games for Rivalry Week, which you, you were talking about how you do at the end of the year, you do like your top 100 games. And I was convinced you were going to have Alabama-Auburn as your number one, and I was like, they're third. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then uh, obviously you're like, oh, yeah, Bedlam should have been probably first. But, th- I mean, what a weekend it was for sure. Um, let me yeah. just reintroduce, or let uh, let you do this. If you could reintroduce people to SP+, because it is a, a, a <clears throat> tempo and opponent-adjusted measure of college football efficiency, but it is, and I think is the key point, predictive, right? We're not looking back on things. Right. I mean, it's designed to basically kind of project who's going to play the best moving forward. And um, so when you see things like, you know, Tennessee being 10th, that that would be the main reason why they, they, they've kind of aligned themselves really nicely to play well moving forward, except they only have one game left. So it only matters so much, I guess. But um, yeah, that, I mean, that's, you know, there are always going to, going to be differences between a, you know, a playoff ranking, a resume ranking kind of thing and, and a predictive uh, set of ratings. But by the end of the year, it usually aligns pretty well. Like, you know, for instance, Georgia being number one, uh, that one's a pretty good call no matter how you're ranking teams. Yeah, I get that reaction with my NFL power rankings, which Jeff and I will do later as well. People are like, really? And then by the end of the year, you're like, oh, that aged kind of well, huh? yep. didn't it? Or not, by the <laughs> way, in some cases. Uh, but mostly it does. So, all right. So you have this, and I'll call it a quirk, maybe you'll, maybe you'll tell me otherwise, where the difference in your current SP Plus rankings from 1 to 5 is the same as, what was it, 5 to 36 or something like right, that? Right, something like that, yeah. Is that normal? Yeah, I- I mean, you know, we have, you know, some, we usually by this point in the year, we know what the hierarchy is. You know, last year, nobody was close to Alabama at this point, and that turned out to be pretty true. But I don't remember, uh, I mean, there's like a three-point drop-off from Georgia to number two, uh, two points to two to three, another two points from three to four. Like, the the distance uh, between the top five is, is dramatic right now, which, I mean, if you've watched college football, it certainly seems like that's the case. We know who the best team in the country is by far. Um, and it's just kind of a question of who's going to peak late in the year to give them the best challenge. So we'll see Alabama is certainly not peaking at the moment. I guess they could still uh, figure something out in that regard. But it will be interesting to see if if not Alabama, then if, uh, you know, a Michigan or a Cincinnati who, who obviously matched up physically with Georgia last year uh, or even an Oklahoma State with their funky defense, it, it will be interesting to see if anybody can really hang with them at this point. All right. So you're just to close out the SP plus your overall SP plus <laughs> Georgia, Ohio State. State, Alabama, Michigan, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, then A&M, by the way. But if you were voting, if you had a vote, so we just got the fifth of the six college football playoff rankings yesterday. The order was Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, with Oklahoma State and Notre Dame on the outside looking in. If you were voting, who yep. are your four, obviously, with games this weekend mattering hugely in this, but if you were voting right now, who would the four be? Yeah, I mean, I would probably have Cincinnati second just because they're unbeaten, and and you know the win over Notre Dame just continues to look better with the with Notre Dame looking better. So um, I definitely have found that I think I value losses, just plain old losses, more than the committee does this year, which is kind of weird. But otherwise, I mean, that sounds about right. I, you know, whether I've got Cincinnati 
you know, I've got them second, but then Michigan would probably be third. Alabama would probably be fourth. And, and it makes sense after the win over OU that Oklahoma State would jump Notre Dame in that regard, too. So, yeah, it all kind of checks out. We know kind of what the hierarchy is. We don't quite know if Alabama loses to Georgia. We don't quite know how far they might fall. But it does kind of – I think we know what the ifs are for this coming weekend for sure. Yeah, and so what is – if what, I guess we'll just ask you to be speculative here before I get to the, the games you like the best here, which is – so the scenario is if Alabama – you know the scenario. If Alabama loses a tight one to, mm-hmm. to Georgia, if Cincinnati wins a tight one in the AAC championship against Houston, let's say, but Oklahoma State beats Baylor, um, what do you think happens in the end? Does Cincinnati get ousted in this? I would be, well, I'm not going to be that surprised if the committee finally gets its way and manages to squeeze Cincinnati out of there. Like it wouldn't, I don't think any of us would be just aghast if that happens. We know it's on the table. I think it'd be pretty hard though. I think they'd have to win like a one point game while Alabama loses to Georgia by one and Oklahoma state, you know, Troy's Baylor by 49 or something. It would take a pretty extreme scenario. Among other things, Houston's good. <laughs> so they're not playing, right. you know, a six and six team in the, um, in the AAC championship, Houston's been awesome for, for most of the last two to three months. They're, they've got a really attacking defense that could cause some problems. I think that helps quite a bit, even though they're, they're you know, they're 21st in the ranking. So if they lose to Cincinnati, they'll probably drop out and Cincinnati won't get a credit for a top 25 win because that whole top 25 wins thing is silly. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it would take a pretty extreme scenario to bump them out. We, you know, assuming Alabama loses, I, I, assume, I assume they will fall behind Cincinnati and Oklahoma State it would just be a question of if they fall behind Notre Dame in the pecking order, too. All right, so here's the macro betting question. Um, and I'm not sure if you can see in our screen here, but Georgia's minus 225 to win it all. Michigan is 9-1. to one. Bama's 6-1. to one. Cincinnati, 14-1. to one. OK State also 14 to 1 and Notre Dame 25 to 1. Is there a if, if I said to you, Bill, you must make a wager. You must. It's mandatory. <laughs> what's the what's the bet you make there? Well, I, think, I mean, Bama's the first one I'm crossing off. That that seems kind of crazy that they'd be six to one when they'd have to beat Georgia and two other teams with the way they've played of late. But um, you know, honestly, I could kind of talk myself into Notre Dame having uh, you know, what was that twenty five to one? Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty decent odds considering you know they've got a decent chance of getting in and 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 so on. So I could talk myself into that one, but really. I guess Cincinnati. That that's probably the the best uh, combination of of you know analytics odds and and the betting line. Michigan and I. Have, my main problem with Michigan right now is that they're just they're Georgia. They're they're mini Georgia, and except they're not as good defensively as Georgia, as good offensively as Georgia. They might be better on special teams, but I don't really see how they get past that team that is designed like them, except more talented. So maybe Cincinnati. Yeah, mini, mini Georgia, but don't do anything quite as well as Georgia kind of thing. So of the championship games this weekend, and hopefully it's, uh, you know, half as good as what rivalry week was, obviously yeah. so far, you know, fewer games. But what do your numbers tell you the best bets on the board are? Um. You know, usually, you know, of late, the best luck has come on just betting under on the on the big point totals. So, um, but you look at the point totals this this week, and you know, uh, Pitt at seventy two and a half. That kind of makes sense the way Wake Forest uh, wants to play this game. And Kent State and IU at seventy four. That should be an automatic under, but it might not be because Kent State would prefer this be a ninety point game. So. 
Yeah, this one's really hard. And, and using SP Plus, the SP Plus uh, projections are so close to the lines. They have been for a while now, which is kind of annoying. But um, I, I think, you know, I could see under on Western Kentucky, uh, UTSA, if only because UTSA's offense has kind of trailed off at the end of this year. That's a pretty decent one. And, and San Diego State, Utah State is kind of the ultimate in volatility. SD, uh, SDSU is extremely reliable. We know exactly what they're going to try to do with defense and punting, basically. Utah State is just going to throw haymakers, and if they get you know seven big plays, they win easily, and if they get two, they get trounced. And so, uh, you know that the the line being on SDSU's side, I feel, I kind of feel comfortable about that one too. Uh, I'll I'll put you on the spot here. I'm not sure if you've thought about this or all run the numbers on this, but if Georgia had to play Cincinnati, or if Georgia, if, I don't know if you've done any national playoff sort of spread analysis. But have, mm-hmm. have you done that? And what would be something that you would come up with with, with those matchups? Well, I mean, just looking straight off of uh, SP Plus, which seems to be pretty well aligned, I would have Georgia over Cincinnati by about 12. And honestly, SP Plus has been underselling Georgia for the most part this year. It just it, it, it ranks their defense first, but still kind of underestimates it a little bit. So I would bet the line would be about 14, 15. It's just, you know, if anybody they're going to play, there might not be better odds anywhere else. Michigan would probably be in the 8 to 10 range, I guess. And that's about it. Wow, interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Well, we'll see what happens at the SEC championship. But it would be hard yeah. not to pull the trigger on Georgia with those numbers. Well, we had Doctor Bob on uh, Bob Stoll. He said, "What was it?" He said Georgia fourteen over Notre Dame, seventeen over Cincinnati was his guess. So similar, you know, not not too far off from what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Notre Dame would be an interesting one. Um, I mean, my numbers like Cincinnati a little more than Notre Dame, which, I mean, makes sense they won. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd be curious what that Notre Dame line would be. Bill, appreciate it, man. Enjoy championship week. Should be fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Bill Connolly, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C. That's a nice little uh, handle there. We'll come back. Survivor analysis. Oh, man. Next, the numbers gave Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season in full effect, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. I guarantee Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I took that upon myself, Jeff. I said I guarantee. Jeff Parlay is here, everybody. Producer number five and eight. We didn't get to say hello to Jeff earlier. How you doing, man? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Happy to uh, be along for the ride as always. And Gil, how is it December? Oh, I, how is I it can't December? even. That's, I, not, that's not right. I can't even process that. We said that about Thanksgiving, too, last week. How is it Thanksgiving? How is it December? How is this happening? Football season goes a little too... It's funny, because on the one hand, you're a hamster on a wheel. On the other hand, you blink, and it's December, which it is today, this just in. So for Survivor players, the fact that it's December is sort of surreal, those that are still alive. Circus Survivor, $6 million pot. 4,080 entries to begin with, as we've said before, first seven weeks. Not a single seven-and-a-half-point dog or greater lost in the National Football League. Then in a 15-day span, beginning with Patient X, Michael Whiteah, as, uh, as Christy calls him, Mike Whiteah. When Mike White took down the Cincinnati Bengals, that was sort of the portent of things to come. Because in that 15-day span, what happened the next week, if you recall... November 7th, just an absolute gross day for betters. And as Chrissy described here, one of the few times, I think the second time in his 40 years booking in the state of Nevada where his bosses looked at him wide-eyed like, oh my God, we made that much. Remember, November 7th was the week where Dallas trailed by 30 to Denver, ended up losing that game, where Buffalo famously lost to Jacksonville where the Titans beat the Rams, which at the time was considered, oh, that's a pretty big upset. Remember then the following week, November 4th, that, that following week beginning with the Thursday night game, where the Dolphins upset the Ravens. That Sunday where Washington beat Tampa outright, where the Niners crushed the Rams on Monday night. So that 15-day span took us from 
Remember the first seven weeks from 4,080 just to 2,131 entries in Survivor. Then in that 15-day span from 2,131 to fewer than 200, 90% gone. And now here we are beginning December, heading into week 13, and there are a mere 28 entries left out of 4,080 after two went down with Seattle on Monday night. More on that in a minute. So of the 28 entries, 28 entries in a $6 million pot, that means that each remaining entry has an intrinsic value of $214,285.71. 71.4 cents for those of you scoring at home. Now of the 28 left, we're talking about 26 different people. Because two people have two entries left. And so they are de facto power ranked number one and number two. They are in the driver's seat. And that is why, by the way, you probably can't have a chop. No chop talk. As long as someone has more than one entry, they probably ain't chopping. Only 14 last week of the 40 remaining had New England available. 12 decided to go with New England, the biggest favorite on the board. Remember facing a Tennessee Titans team that was without its three best offensive players, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. One of the two that decided to not go with New England, one of them did go with Cincinnati and one in a coast job, but one of them decided, you know what, I'm not going to play New England. I'm going to take the Seahawks on Monday night. There was an entry that took the Chargers that had Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Baltimore, but decided to take the road Chargers. And one of the three remaining double entries, now there's only two left, decided to do the split with Miami and Carolina. Remember, that was the, that was the only one of a remaining 12 with multiple entries heading into Thanksgiving that split on Thanksgiving with the Bears and the Lions, kind of forced into it because they didn't have the Cowboys or the Bills. So that's two quote-unquote weeks, if you will, in a row, Thanksgiving and the Sunday after Thanksgiving, for that person to go from three to two to one entry left. Someone on Carolina had Cincinnati available. The only other person that took Carolina had Cincinnati available, by the way. And the two entries that were eliminated with the Seahawks on Monday night, and this is the quirk of this game that is always so unpredictable, Both entries that were eliminated with Seattle were the only two left with the Rams available to them the rest of the way. So now add the Rams to the Bills and the Cowboys as dead to the field. None of the 28 remaining entries has the Bills, Cowboys, or Rams left. So those teams are not considerations for anyone. Now here, Jeff, is where it gets interesting as we look to this week. First of all, also let me just say this. One of the Seattle people, one of the two that picked Seattle, had, uh, I said had New England, he could have been alone on the Rams as well. But what a decision blunder not to have taken New England. So huge decisions this week. When, and when work with me here, Jeff, because I'm curious what you think. One guy has Indy. One. One entry left has Indy. Shouldn't that person take Indy, be on an island, nine-point road favorites against the Texans? Got to, right? Like 100, after blowing this last week in yes. our great hypothetical, Thank I'm not going to blow it this time. Chef Barley has learned. 100% got to go Indy <laughs> if you have them this week. By the way, I apologize to you. That, that whole thought exercise we did got about 7,000 views. My apologies. <laughs> Jeff, shunning $6 million. 
in a in a hypothetical. Uh, so okay, one one entry remaining has Indy. You gotta you gotta take Indy. I think if you're that person, or does he take Tampa? Yes, yeah, so Tampa available. Eh, six others have Tampa. I think you take Indy. Got to eight remaining entries have Kansas City. Eight of the remaining 28 of Kansas City. Kansas City double-digit favorite Sunday night. That game flexes Sunday night against the Broncos. Eight have Kansas City. There are no KC-Tampa Bay overlaps in any one entry, by the way. So here's the question with the people who have Kansas City left. And to some extent, the people that have the Bucks left, but let's just take the eight Chiefs people. The eight Chief entries. Do they, Jeff? And this is the big question of the week. Are they going to overplay the $1 million bonus that exists in the final week of the season? Where if you use, if you get that far and you use either Kansas City or Tampa Bay, you get you would get a $1 million bonus. Are those people going to overplay that when there is much more at stake in front of them short term? Let me let me let me rephrase that more clearly. Would you ever leave Kansas City minus 10 on the table at home? For the purposes of a bonus with only 28 entries left and take, say, Philly minus six and a half on the road because eight people have that exact dilemma. You remember that Monday night game that the Chiefs played against the Giants? I do. Even though they won. It was terrifying. It was terrifying the whole way. Yeah. Don't be surprised if this happens again on Sunday. So (sighs) to answer your question. I would, even though again we this is the exact same scenario. They're a double-digit home favorite on prime time. Yeah, and I don't think I want anything to do with them this week. See, here's the thing: if there's 200 plus entries left in the pool, maybe I still have that consideration about saving them. But there's 28 entries left. Forget about the seventh million. Oh, I, just I, please forget about it. I agree with you on that. I'm just. You're just saying you don't trust them. I, I, I don't. I don't fully trust them to 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 definitely win this game again. There's no definites in this league, as we know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, there's Gil. There are some interesting ones all of a sudden this week that kind of came out of left field because of either injury or or, uh, or or other factors going on. There's one. So one of the two with two entries remaining, Puka Pup, I believe it is, or Puka Pup. He's going to be the greatest test, or she. Because they have Tampa Bay available in one and KC available in the other of their two entries. Those are the two teams that have that million-dollar bonus at the end of the year. Their only other option in their two entries would be Philly. So is that person going to take two Phillies in an effort to have both Tampa Bay and Kansas City alive for the bonus or not? you got to be crazy if you do that, aren't you? I I don't know. I I will say, though, Gil, there's one game that kind of deserves consideration with the news that Daniel Jones is probably not going to play, and that is actually taking the Dolphins. You think stepping down from Daniel Jones matters to to Glennon? Yes, because Glennon's Glennon's immobile, and Miami has feasted on immobile guys uh, when when they've had the opportunity. Last, Last thing on Survivor as we go to break. Everyone has Philly remaining, every one of the 28. That could be the neutron bomb because it looks like, as, you, as I break down all of these, five entries are going to be forced to take Philly, it looks like, unless they drop down to, say, a three-point favorite. So it looks like five are going to take Philly. Well, you better be monitoring the, hurt, the, uh, the health of Jalen Hurts this whole week, Gil. <laughs> oh, my God. Only 10 have Minnesota available. And, by the way, all of these decisions, all of the teams that are going to be picked, look like it's in the 10 o'clock window, the early window, 1 p.m. Pacific. 
or the Kansas City game at Sunday night. Nothing in the afternoon, really. Should be fun. 28 left, over $214,000 intrinsic value. We'll come back. Power rankings of the NFL next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN holiday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. It is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VSIN.com slash subscribe. You picked out your uh, your VEASAN store gift, Jeffrey? You know what you want? I'm between, between two. What are you looking for? Well, I mean, look, how could you not want a uh, Jackpot Baby t-shirt? Jackpot Baby. What, what, just perfect all the way around. I'm between that and uh, I may go the route that uh, our, our, our the great Ann Goldstone, who, of course, is downstairs today, uh, mm-hmm. may go the route she's going and may go the hoodie route. We'll see, though. We'll see. Aunt Goldstone, first thing she said, she goes, does that mean I can get a hoodie? The most expensive thing in the store, Gil? I'm like, sure, I said anything. Go ahead, Ann. Knock yourself out. By the way, why am I only seeing half your face, Jeff, here in studio? What's that about? Why do I got to go like this? Anyway, um, there you go. There you go. There's Jeff. Okay. On camera, I can see you. In real life, I can't see you. All right, so we're going to do our power rankings here. Jeff and I do this every week for the National Football League. Now, I just want to hearken back to what Bill Connolly said two segments ago, which is that his SP+, plus, right, he's got Tennessee 10th in the country. Okay? It's predictive moving forward. It won't matter because Tennessee's only got, you know, they're not going to play beyond where anything would matter. So I just want to let you know that these things age well, typically. And so with that in mind, I want to start at 1. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do, Jeff. Instead of starting at 10 and 9, where people are going to lose their minds, I'm going to start at 1, because 1 through 8, people should be like, oh, yeah, I can see that. All right, so here's number one, the Arizona Cardinals. Leader in the clubhouse. There's no reason to knock them out. They've been number one for weeks. Arizona, who got by the Colt McCoy weeks, no problem whatsoever into their bye. They should get Kyler Murray back after the bye. They're number one. The Green Bay Packers. Listen, I've had them number two for weeks now. Had them against the Rams. Green Bay number two. And I got to tell you, I don't think there's any problem with having Green Bay at number two, as good as they've looked. And they may not lose another game, for all you know, down the stretch, looking at the schedule. Tampa Bay defending Super Bowl champs, number three. Tampa Bay goes into, Indiana, uh, goes into Indianapolis, trails by 10 at the half, and then comes storming back to beat what I think is a very good Colts team. In fact, I have the Colts <laughs> rated so highly, you may lose your mind. Tampa Bay's number three for me. Dallas, now here's where it gets into, am I going to knock a team down for not having players? And I'm pretty consistent with this, that generally I won't do that. So Tampa, excuse me, Dallas, rather, remains number four for me. I'm not knocking them for losing with 14 penalties to the Raiders on Thanksgiving because they didn't have their guys at wideout. And so, yeah, Dallas remains four. I still think they're the fourth best team in football. The Colts are five for me. That's where this starts to get a little uh, weird for people. I really think that the 6-6 six and six Indianapolis Colts are a team that is being completely underrated by the market. I made a futures bet on them this past week. Nobody's talking about them. Five turnovers against the Buccaneers. I think you have to kind of look past those kinds of things. 
generally and think that those are outliers. I will say this, Tampa Bay did put a great script together on how to beat the Colts, which is to limit Jonathan Taylor and dare Carson Wentz to play a perfect game. But I got the Colts at number five. I got the Chiefs at number six. And yes, if the Colts are playing the Chiefs on a neutral, I think the Colts are a better football team. I really do. Let the hate wash over me. I know everybody's all up about the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs at six. Let's relax, everybody. I just don't have them in the top five. Chiefs are number six where they stand right now. But I'll tell you, if they get punched in the mouth, I really wonder how they'll react in a game. Seven and eight are the Bills and the Patriots, who both play each other on Monday night. Bills three-point home favorites. We even saw a two-and-a-half now on the Bills. I'm not as sold on either of these teams, especially the Patriots, as others are. Not especially the Patriots, because what I mean by that is more, more people are sold on the Patriots than they are the Bills currently. But I got the Bills seven and the Patriots eight. Now, here's where it starts to get wacky. So that's why I wanted to go one through eight first, because just to establish some cred. But nine to ten, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. The Rams have lost three in a row. You're not staying in my top ten if you lose three in a row, and you're basically at full strength. Sorry, you're just not anymore. Bengals on the outside looking in, barely. Ravens, even with the best record in the AFC and how they looked against the Browns, you're just on the outside looking in, too. I got the Niners 9. Remember, football outsiders had the Niners 9 two weeks ago, before they even won these football games. Or three weeks ago, before they even beat the Rams, I believe. I got the Niners 9 now. I think they're that good. They don't have Debo this week. But again, I don't penalize for injuries in the way that others do. And I think that will age well with the Niners, who right now are the number six spot in the NFC. And number 10, holding on for dear life. And if they do lose one more, they'll be out. But the Tennessee Titans at 10, who most people think stink, they don't have their three best offensive players. Again, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. And oh, by the way, the last two weeks, they're minus nine in turnovers. It's always fascinating to me how people overlook little things like that. I say little as a joke. So those are my top 10, 1 through 10. And I think, by the way, after like 13, it kind of falls off a cliff. Jeffrey, your turn, sir. First time we've had a very different looking top yes, we, 10. Yes, we do. Combi- com- between the two of us. We agree 1, two, th- one two, 3. Oh, there you we go. We agree. Okay. Arizona number 1. There's no argument there. Green Bay hops Tampa Bay because at this point, I trust Green Bay's defense more than I trust Tampa's defense, which is a statement I did not anticipate saying at any point this year. But based off of what we've seen the last six weeks, I know Tampa's defense is getting healthier. Green Bay's defense would be great other than the Minnesota game for the last six weeks. So they move up to two, Tampa's three. Now this is where the fun begins here, Gil. I have New England all the way at number four. You love New England. I, You know what? It's more that I just don't like, really don't like anyone else. And the New England defense over the last six weeks has been the best unit in football, period. So I'm going to take the elite coach, the elite defense, and put him at number four. Now, the one thing with these rankings is 4 through 12 are unbelievably jumbled for me. Yeah. So if you put – if I if, there was a, a point where I considered putting the 49ers in the top five, <laughs> and they're not even in the top ten. So it just shows how jumbled it is. Kansas City's at five. Uh, really just if we're go, l- looking outward here, Kansas City has a legitimate shot to get the number one seed. They do. And 
If they get the number one seed, they're probably making it back to the Super Bowl, even though I don't think they're really that good. You could say that about anybody who gets the number one seed. So they're number five. Dallas at six. Uh, look, uh, Mike McCarthy still. We're, we're, I'm starting to use the Mike McCarthy tax more. The McCarthy tax. As we get closer to the playoffs. Because for Dallas to win three straight playoff games, and two of them having to be over, in all likelihood, Green Bay, Arizona, or and Tampa Bay, I don't see them doing that with McCarthy. So they go down a little bit. Uh, the Rams at seven are still very talented. At some point, you expect them to put it together. But How many games are they going to lose before you knock them well, out? Well, if they if they somehow lose to Jacksonville, we're not going to see them again probably for the rest of the year. But I don't think any team can survive three in a row and still remain in the top ten. No, they, uh, they're, they're surviving, but again, very tightly jumbled. Cincinnati's eight for me, Gil. I think the Bengals just played two really bad games in a row. And then other than that, they've been really consistent this year. They just happened to high-profile uh, bad performance against a horrible team in the Jets. Mike White obviously was great in that game. And then they flipped it around with giving Cleveland 42 points. Other than that, that team's been pretty consistent and pretty good the entire season. Indies at nine, I think they're, incre- they're, they're incredibly talented offensively. Great coach who has really played to his strengths very well. The defense, I still have a few questions, but Darius Leonard's a stud. The only problem with them is they may miss the playoffs because of how jumbled the AFC is in their 500. I didn't want to put the Ravens in there, but they keep winning. <laughs> like, like I, I don't really don't think they're that good, but they're eight and three, and they have a head coach that I think is a top five head coach. So they just on the virtue of finding ways to win, they come into number ten. Uh, I'm just waiting for them to lose a game, and then as soon as they lose their next one, I'm knocking them out. I think the be- the beauty of the power rankings this year has been that as it's fleshed out, yeah, no one's going to really argue that much with your top three or four teams. But once you get past that, like I got the Colts at five, people lose their will lose their mind at that, right? I got the Niners at nine and the Titans at ten. People will lose their minds on those. But I, I what these do is they they cause you to think of things a little differently than you might normally. This isn't a straight oh, what will the spread be assessment kind of thing. This is a for, different, you, you have different ways to come up with your power rankings. Mine is more of a long-term proposition thing. When teams are at full strength, this is what they ought to be right now. And I still think teams like the Colts, you're right. The Colts are a team that are six and six, so they got work to do to get there. But it's seven teams. Um, their schedule is somewhat favorable. It's not outlandish at all for them to get in the postseason. And I'll say this about the Colts and the Titans. Titans at full strength. Those are the two teams you do not want to play in the postseason. With Frank Reich and Mike Vrabel as coaches who get how to coach in-game. Yeah, let's see how those age. Happy to see where this goes in January. But Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, one, two, three. We are consensus on that. We'll come back. Dan Bespris, what a night in the NBA it was last night. We'll talk about that next. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply ta- uh, place rather a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSID200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSID200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Nothing triggers people more than NFL power rankings. Jeff had uh, you had the Niners 11th and the Titans 12th. <laughs> so, but the, by virtue of the fact that I had 9th or 10th, People just lose their minds. Uh, Las Vegas, Chris, public apology coming to me when Indy plays Tennessee in the AFC Championship. Can't wait for that. Look forward to that. It's exciting. Let's talk some NBA. Let's bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, from in front of his draft board, which uh, disguises his bedroom behind it, it's Dan Bespris <laughs> from the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. How you doing, man? You're not wrong, Gil. You're not wrong. Good morning. Yes, it is... Uh... This, I'm going to be using this draft board for 15 years here, and everybody. I hope everybody is familiar with. Let's see who we got behind me. Who's going to be a really interesting player to see on the draft board behind my head in like a decade? I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking there. There's some names though. I'm seeing some names all over. Like, yeah, those are 
They all made it been made it well into the league. As I say, I'm, I'm looking for one outlier there. I can't really find one. Um, all right, so let's start with last night, first of all. And I was going to start with the uh, with the Warriors and the Suns, but let's just talk Knicks-Nets for a second. Uh, that was a good game. Nets win 112 to 110. And it was a situation also where the Nets were up three. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Steve Nash is going to, you know, as he always does, because he's great for fouling when they're up three. But Tom Thibodeau kind of knew it and decided, here's what's going to happen with 17 seconds left. We're shooting on the inbounds pass. And they inbounds it to Fournier. Fournier, without even missing a beat, immediately rises for the three and hits it. And you're like, this is awesome, this game. Like, this is a coaching uh, you know, meeting of the minds. And then, of course, KD wins it uh, for them, you know, with just stellar shooting all down the stretch. But it is it is the Nets game. But that was a that was a pretty interesting game to watch as an appetizer to what was coming later. Yeah, that was a fun one. And uh, from a, a fantasy standpoint, which I know is not the, the main point here, but it is what I do also. Uh, really interesting stuff on the Knicks side, because this was the game where yeah, uh, Kemp Walker got sort of put into it, uh, carry on and stowed in an overhead compartment for a little bit. And the Knicks have gone into full Alec Burks mode and he was awesome. I mean, they looked substantially better with him as a, a feature piece. Derek Rose came back for this ball game. I know RJ Barrett left part way with, uh, with flu like symptoms, but they've, they've mixed and matched their rotation. They've, they've seen the numbers. They've seen it with their eye test too, that they were much worse with Kemba Walker on the floor. And so they said, let's try it without him. And they look pretty good. They they took one of the best teams in the NBA right down to the wire. So then it was the Warriors and the Suns. And this was like the early season, late November Super Bowl of the NBA. The Suns had won 16 in a row. Warriors had uh, the best record in the NBA. Suns just behind them at Phoenix was a three-point uh, spread, 104 to 96, because that's exactly the score that everybody expected. Uh, Warriors don't get to 100, which is a huge anomaly for them. Devin Booker went out with a hamstring injury in the first half. You thought that would swing things to the worst. But Steph Curry legit had the worst night of his career when attempting at least 20 shots. He ends up, uh, Steph Curry does, with a 4 for 21 from the field, 3 of 14 from behind the arc. And I don't know, I, I can't just call that an off night. The Suns had a lot to do with it, the way they were defending him. But I also, at the same time, couldn't help but think this game three months later, if Clay's still around, not even three months, right? Like two months, one month later, if Clay's around, that plays out differently. What was your takeaway from this? Yeah, kind of similar to what you said. The Suns did some stuff. Mikel Bridges, who had almost no impact offensively on the ball game, was purely focused on what he was doing on defense, and he did a remarkable job of it. Uh, probably doesn't get enough credit for what he does on defense throughout the course of a season. Uh, but even turning back to the first thing you mentioned, Gil, which was the total coming out at around 200. I know that this game got off to a quick scoring start, but you could see, you could feel the intensity. They actually took this game seriously. And there were stretches where it actually kind of felt like a playoff game where there was that, yeah. that height intensity, that, the teams were moving faster on defense. The ball was moving faster. It just had a different feel than most regular season games where, I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times, Gil. Most regular season games, these guys are going at about 85 to 90% yeah. if that. And uh, this ball game, I think guys were going closer to 100. I also worry that's why guys ended up hurt in this ball game because no one had done that in like seven months. 
Uh, I think Booker will be okay. It didn't sound like it was a really big deal. It was a, another really fun ball game. But then again, kind of turning it back to the Steph thing. Yes, some of it was Suns. But we've also done this with Steph before. Sure. Where there's one bad game and we say, oh, so they figured him out. And then these guys are playing each other again, I think, what? Friday. Yeah, two days from now. <laughs> so yeah. he'll get a pretty good shot to, to come at them. I, I don't think he goes four for 21 again in that ball game, which I believe might be my boldest prediction oh, ever. Oh, so, so. What what I kind know. of length limb is that that you just stepped out on? I know. Such a, such a narrow, <laughs> fragile limb I stepped out on. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I think Steph will be fine. Yeah, you can see Steph dropping 40 in that game, no problem. Um, I could. But that, should, but that should be fun. But these are, I mean... I don't know where you stand on the, on the Nets at this point, but these are the two. Are they the two clear best teams in the NBA to you, or do you still throw the Nets in that conversation? And, uh, without Kyrie, I don't think I can put the Nets in that conversation, which almost seems unfair because they do sort of quietly have a really good record so far. But there's just there's something missing right now on that Brooklyn side. Right now, it's Harden and KD just carrying them with tastes of Lamarcus Aldridge every once in a while. They have. They have a depth issue that maybe health will help with. They have a defense issue that I don't know that depth is going to help with. Uh, they do feel like they're just one sliver below with the caveat that, you know, KD didn't even look good yesterday and he had 27. He's also one of those guys that can just carry a team. We saw him almost do it for them in the playoffs last year. One last thing about the Suns and the Warriors, because let's just, I mean, let's just project all the way forward to the playoffs. Let's say these two teams were to play each other in the Western Conference Championship. Did the Aiton interior domination last night leave a mark? Like, was that the, that was the one thing watching uh, from the Warriors side of things where I was like, ooh, that, that might be an issue. That might be a problem. You know, I wonder about DeAndre Ayton because he looked more like his playoff self yes. yesterday. Didn't you feel like there's, and I don't want to say that it's a focus thing, but I, I do think that there's this, he had a taste of the playoffs, of the finals, of that rush. And I think maybe that creeps into some players where they're in the regular season. It's like, okay, I really have to dial it back. I got to make it through the regular season, stay healthy. I don't want to call it like a motivational thing. I think that as we as humans get older. I think back about my time in minor league baseball. When I first started broadcasting, I wasn't even playing broadcasting games. It's 140 games in 150 days. Jeez. You go out, you you go out on the town, whatever, you're having fun, and then you realize, okay, I'm a few years older now. I need to just go home and go to bed. And I think it's that same phenomenon where sometimes these guys are like, okay, I really do need to actually play at 85% in the regular season to get to the important spot. And it's not a knock on anyone. It's just how to preserve health over six months of basketball. Can we, can we just give your, uh, your high a cred street cred right now? You were the lead yeah. broadcast voice of what was it? The, uh, the Bakersfield blaze. Was it the Bakersfield blaze, yes. a team that no longer exists, but I thought I'd wear a minor league hat just to sort of represent my history here. What, what is the minor league hat right there? What is it? This the, is the Montgomery biscuits. Yes. They, yeah. Montgomery Biscuits. That is an outstanding hat. All right, tonight, NBA. What do you like? What do I like? Well, I uh, I combed through it a little bit last night before bed, and unfortunately, there were only three lines out when I went to sleep last night. Thank you, Pacific Time, for uh, making it a little harder to, to wake up super early in the morning. Uh, a few uh, angles that I was watching for might have almost made the most sense because, again, I didn't have all of the data I needed to going, to, uh, going into sleep last night. Uh, I like the Cavs these days. I think they're playing well. Problem with that game is we don't know the, the health situation of Miami. Jimmy Butler missed the last one. 
with a bruised tailbone. Depending on his status, I think you might consider playing Cleveland, and that doesn't necessarily mean play them if he's out. Just saying, keep an eye on it. Uh, I kind of like the Thunder. I know they're laying three and a half, which is unfortunate when you're a bad team to be actually laying points. But these two teams actually just played, and the Thunder had their worst three-point shooting game of the year. So if you're going to play on things leveling out a little bit, I'm going to say they probably didn't have the worst three-point shooting game because of the Rockets' most stout defense. I think some of that was just sort of random fluctuations, and assuming that comes back a little bit. Pass like the Pelicans. They're playing well these days, and Dallas had sort of a weird one. This is part of a home-and-home, so I might wait and play the rematch there. So of everything first pass, I think the Thunder is the one I like. Plays that make you want to vomit. Dan Bespers coming through once again. Thank you, Dano. I got to keep him nauseated, Gil. <laughs> Jason Weigard on baseball and the NFL next. Numbers gave these to the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Enjoy the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards are issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed wagering decisions. The VSIN approach is simple. The more you know as a sports better, the better chance you have to succeed. We cover every sport from the better's perspective, and we bring that expected, 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 and we bring that expected. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh... 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.